You're listening to the City Hope Church podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope this can inspire you and build your faith. Enjoy the message. Man, that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about gossip and what, what, what gossip, how gossip really affects our lives. And honestly, I want to talk to you about how gossip, I, I really do believe that gossip is from the enemy. And uh, when, when I was thinking about the historical aspect of gossip, I was like, where in the world did gossip even start? And honestly, gossip literally started in the beginning. <laughs> like in Genesis, we see this story in the Garden of Eden. It's one of the first stories that we ever have in the Bible where Satan was literally gossiping to Eve. In fact, I want to show you this in Scripture. If you've got your Bibles, we're in Genesis chapter 3. It says this, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other of the wild animals the Lord has made. And, and, and earlier on in Scripture, it explains that the serpent, this is actually the devil here. And it says, He said to the woman, Did God really say? <laughs> like, did God really say, You must not eat from any tree in the garden? You know, one of the earliest stories that we get in Scripture is a story based in some gossip. Did God really say? Like, I don't know if that's really what he meant. And so here we see Satan right away gossiping about, and you can read the rest of the story, that gossip would end up leading to the very first sin in the world, the sin that so many of us were, many of you, you you grew up with the story of Adam and Eve and Eve eating the fruit and and then giving it to her husband, Adam. And and we've been mad at them ever since, everybody, for, for that first sin. And do you know that sin came out of a time of gossip? And you can read the rest of this story and see that, how Satan just continues to gossip about God to convince Eve to do something that she shouldn't have done. And, you know, I think I find that interesting because uh, over the past couple of weeks as we've looked at our words, I've really taught you about who our enemy is. Because Satan, we've talked about that he has these titles, like he's, Satan is our adversary. He's, he's known as the God of this world. He's the father of lies. We talked about that last week. But one of the titles that Satan has in Revelation chapter 12, he's called the accuser, meaning that he is the prosecutor for evil. So he, he, what he wants to do, what Satan wants to do, and what Revelation 12 gives us, it gives us this picture that Satan is literally standing in a courtroom and through some gossip, he wants to throw gossip up to the judge, which is God. He wants to throw some gossip up about your life so that he can convince the judge that you're not worthy of being saved, that you're not worthy of entering into the kingdom of heaven. That's his job. His job description is to gossip about God, about your issues, gossip to God about your issues. That's what he wants to do. And so if that's who Satan is, that means whenever we engage in gossip and when we allow gossip to enter into our lives, you know what we're doing? We're literally clocking in to work for Satan. Like we're punching in our time card and we're saying, hey, I'm, I'm here to work for you today. I'm working for 12 bucks an hour for you to, right? And that's honestly what we're doing. When every time we engage in gossip, we're clocking in and we're just, we're working for Satan. And so I thought, okay, how do we fight this? 
how do we fight, especially now in our culture? I mean, there's just this spirit of gossip. And if anything has really enhanced this, it has been the whole quarantine thing and us staying at home and being in our own heads for a long time and like not being around people. It's just been easy to gossip more about people. And so I was like, what in the world? If we're going to fight this thing, we got to know what it is. Like you got to have a clear definition of what gossip is. And so I actually brought you a couple different definitions of gossip because they're not all the same. And in fact, I, I hope you enjoy some of these. The first place I went, just like every other 24-year-old would do, I went to the Urban Dictionary, everybody. And, <laughs> and I decided, what, what, what does it say about gossip? Look at what it says about gossip. I thought this was hilarious. And so I wanted to bring this to you. But it, it really does talk about gossip. Gossip, this is what the Urban Dictionary says. It says, something nasty people do when they, when they are bored when they have no life or they're just really stupid. <laughs> it's, it's nasty because a lot of the time you never hear about it and, and people are way too PC <laughs> to admit and are nice to you to your face, but they spread nasty gossip behind your back. And when you, nev when you never know what happened when someone suddenly hates you for no reason or some people start threatening you for no reason reason. <laughs> I, think, I, think this is, I, I think it's hilarious. It, it, this is a long definition, everybody. This is, <laughs> that's because some losers with no life or no brain decided to gossip because they're too stupid to have any hobbies or real social life or any shred of confidence whatsoever. Now, how do you feel about gossiping after reading that one, everybody? <laughs> here's, a, here's another definition I found. It, it's just this, speaking to someone who is neither a part of the problem or a part of a solution. Ain't that right? I mean, I, I really think that that's what gossip can be. To even put it more simple to you, gossip, I think, is simply this. When, when they talk about you, without you. You know, that, that, that's what it is. When they, when they talk about you, without you. And, uh, you know, a lot of us, when we look in the mirror to this thing, when we look in the mirror to find gossip, we, a lot of us, we don't find gossip in the mirror. Instead, we find things like, well, I'm just telling the truth. Or... I'm just venting, right? I'm just, I, I just got to vent about this a little bit. Some of us, if, you're, <laughs> if you've been Christian for a long time, you've learned that you hide your gossip behind something magical. You just sprinkle a little fairy dust on it called a prayer request. <laughs> and then we, 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 we learn how to gossip through prayer requests. Well, well, pastor, I would just really need you to pray for Sally. I mean, Sally's just been getting on my nerves. I mean, did you see how short her shorts were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you just need to pray for deliverance for that, for that girl, you know, just deliverance, Lord Jesus, you know, and, uh, you know, that's great to be concerned about Sally, but that's not a prayer request. I mean, that's just a little, that, that, that's some gossip. And we tried to hide gossip behind what it really is. And that's why I bring up the whole venting thing that's popular in our culture. I just got to vent about this. I just got to tell you about so-and-so and, -so and and it's not gossip. I just got to get it off my chest. And, and so, it, it, listen, that's, that's, it's still gossip. And we like to hide gossip. And so what is gossip? That's the world's definitions of gossip. And my job as your pastor is to bring you what Scripture says. And so I want you to look at what the Bible has to say. That's what we're going to look at the rest of the day is what, what does Scripture have to say about gossip? In Proverbs 18 Verse 8, it says this. It says, rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. 
I start with this scripture because I think this is a very interesting illustration. The fact that gossip or rumors can be so subtle that they can just sneak up on you. And like before you even know it, you're engaged in it. And like you're, you're, you're a part of it. In fact, I think really what the scripture is trying to show us, how many of you have ever bought like a family pack of M&Ms before? You ever buy like a family pack? Admit it, everybody. Hallelujah back there, right? I, we, how many, peanut, let me ask you about peanut M&Ms. Have you bought, okay, y'all are gross. <laughs> Dad loves peanut M&Ms. And mom used to have like the family pack, right? And just, you know, right in reaching distance from the recliner. And I would literally eat the M&M and spit out the peanut. Like, I just don't like peanuts. I know, it just grossed y'all out. I just don't want you to get too hungry. <laughs> uh, stay with me. Uh, <laughs> but, I, yeah, y'all like the peanut M&M, so I'll, I'll, I'll preach to you peanut lovers. Um, how many of you ever just get one of those bags, those family-sized bags, and you just eat, you know, just one at a time? And then before you know it, it's like, am I really touching the bottom of the bag? <laughs> right? Like, man. I didn't realize, I didn't even realize what I was doing. This is essentially what scripture is telling us. That gossip rumors are like dainty morsels. They're like, yeah, one is just, it tastes, it tastes good. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you keep, you just keep popping them in your mouth and you're like, man, this is good. And then all of a sudden, it's the whole bag has sunk deep into your heart or into your stomach, everybody. Like it, it has sunk deep inside of you. And now you've got a problem. And so gossip really is from all these different things. I think we can really come up with that gossip is really when we just talk about someone in a negative way. And not just talking about someone in a negative way, but it's talking about someone in a, neg- with, in a negative way without the heart to help that person. And so there's a difference because sometimes people come to me as your pastor and they say, well, Pastor Noah, um, I just got to tell you about so-and-so because I really need you to reach out to them. I really need you to help them. And they come with this heart that, okay, I'm, I, I, I want you to help this person. They're not trying to spread their nasty garbage around. You know, they're not trying to do that. They're coming with the heart to help that person. They're not trying to bring that person down. They really want to help them. So there's a difference there. But gossip, when, when, I, when I give you scripture and when we look at the first, when, I look, when we look at what the, devil has to, what the devil has to do with it, we just learn that gossip is rooted in evil. And like I said, I just think it's prevalent in our culture today. In, it's a sin. Obviously, gossip is a sin, and it's something that we need to cut out of our lives. And uh, so I want to spend the rest of our time today talking about the simple idea of who does gossip hurt? And uh, when, because when you think about gossip, most of us think that, well, well, gossip only hurts the person that it's being talked about, right? Like the person that, 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 is, that, that is, is being talked about, they're the ones getting hurt. I want to show you today that it's more than just that. In fact, there's a big circle of people who are getting hurt and who can be hurt and who can be affected by gossip. And so that's what I'm going to look at today. Today's, uh, today's message is a little bit different than what I normally do. Usually I give you three things in a row and then give you practical application at the end. Today it's all kind of mixed together. And so I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the point and then I'm going to give you the practical application in the point. And so I want you to get that this morning. Here's number one. If you're taking notes with us on your note-taking sheet, it's this, is that gossip hurts the speaker. 
Gossip hurts the speaker, the person who is talking the trash, right? The person who is talking the gossip, it hurts that person. You know, many of us, we think that when we gossip about someone, that if we're the ones talking about them, that there's no way it would hurt me. Why in the world would it hurt me? I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, I'm just, the, I'm just the, uh, the one telling about it. I'm, listen, look at what Proverbs chapter 25, verse 9, it says this. It says, when arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. And if you do, <laughs> look at what scripture says. Others may accuse you of gossip. And when you're accused of gossip, you will never regain your good reputation. You know, you would rather be known as a person who can be trusted, as a person who people know that, man, when I talk to you, you have my back. You need to be that person. If not, you're going to live your life like this with never a good reputation. In fact, when we talk about this and when we talk about this idea, I really think this, this is the practical application here, is that you can't be the person God has called you to be. When you gossip, when you gossip about other people, you can't be who God has called you to be. And can I just say this? Like, I don't care where you are today. I don't care how far from God you may think you are or how close to God you are. Listen, God has a plan and a purpose specifically designed for your life today. Like, he's carved you out. Like, like he, <laughs> scripture literally says that before you were created, there was a purpose for you. Like God didn't create you by accident. No, he had a purpose for you and then he created you. And so our goal at our church is to help you find that purpose. How can we help you find that purpose and how can we help you just, how can we give you the resources to live out a fulfilled life living in that purpose? So I don't care who you are. I, I don't care how far from God you may, may think you are. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And can I tell you on the flip side, gossip wants to keep you from finding that purpose. Gossip will do everything it can to keep you from finding that purpose. Because can I just tell you, I think the, the devil knows that when you have a God-given purpose in your life, you don't have time to gossip. Like, when you have purpose, you have way too much to do than to waste your time in gossiping. And I think that's the problem in our world today. I think the problem with so many Christians is that they either A, haven't found their purpose, or B, haven't embraced that purpose. And because they haven't done that, they have so much time on their hands that they just give over to whatever the enemy wants to do. Can I tell you, when you're acting in your purpose, you have too much to do. Like there is no time to gossip when you're acting in your purpose. Like there's way too many people to save. There's way too many people to talk to. There's way too many businesses to start. There's too many churches to plant, everybody. Like, like there's too much to do than for you to spend your time gossiping about other people. And can I just tell you, when you engage in gossip, it just, it keeps you from walking in your purpose. It keeps you from being who God has called you to be. And you know, listen, I, I know how it is as your pastor. Like, I know that 
for whatever reason, we just have this sense that we just want to talk about other people. You ever just get that itch? Like you just want to like, you just need to talk about other people. Like you just, and you call your girlfriend or whatever. And you're like, I just got to tell you about this. Like, and, and, and we, I, I know how it is. I mean, I, I, we, <laughs> I live in the same world you do, everybody. Like I, I, under, I understand. In fact, I know there was, there was one Sunday I remember at, at, at another church, I wore a pair of jeans with holes in them. And, uh, and, and I remember people saying, well, it was like hot on the church phone all week, everybody. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe that pastor, he wore jeans with holes in them. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, they, they had holes in them. And there was all kinds of conversation happening, everybody. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe that pastor would wear holes in his jeans. He's supposed to be holy. And, he <laughs> and he's got holes in his pants. And, you know, and I, I'm on the other, the Bible says to be holy, right? And so here, I, you know, here I am. And, and I just, I, I bring that as a funny example because, like, we just like to talk about each other. And like we just, for whatever reason, we just, we like to bicker and all of us do it. And, and can I tell you, even your pastor struggles with this. Like it's easy for me to talk about other people too. And, and even if I catch myself from gossiping, oftentimes it's easy for me to allow it to happen. And like, I just will, I just will embrace it. And honestly, I can, what, what happens is, is even if you just allow it to happen, you become just as guilty as the person who's gossiping to you. Like, like when you just allow that to happen, can I tell you? that we all have our own issues to worry about. <laughs> like, we've all got our own trash to take out, everybody. Like, we've all got some things going on. And it's time, like, to stop spreading everyone else's trash out for the world to see. Like, we all have our baggage. We've all got our issues. We've all got things that we're walking through. And listen, when you share someone else's trash with someone else, what you're saying is essentially that, hey, I've got it all together. I don't have any trash. I don't got anything going wrong. When I know that if you, if you say, Pastor Noah, I got it all going on, I know you're a liar. <laughs> and listen, I know because I know what Scripture says about you. I know what the Bible says about you. You know what Scripture says? Scripture says that every one of us were sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Jeremiah 17 says the heart is deceitful above everything else. Like, like you've got stuff going on in your life. Every single one of us, we've got our own trash. We're all walking through stuff. And so I just got to ask you, if you're walking through some stuff as well as everybody else, what gives you the right to talk about anybody else? Like, I, I just, what gives you the right to bring anyone else down in this room? And that's what, like, gossip wants to do that. Gossip wants to hold you back. In fact, we, I, I've, I've told you every single week, I've waited, I've waited every week to give you this verse, everybody, for this moment. I haven't given it to you on the screen because I wanted to have this moment with you, but I've said it at the beginning of every message. Here's what I've said in Proverbs 18. It says, the tongue can bring death or life. The tongue can bring death or life. And I love, I've quoted this scripture to you every week. And listen, when we read the scripture, oftentimes we just think the scripture is about other people. That, that, oh, the tongue brings, when I talk bad about other people, it brings death to other people. When I talk life about other people, it brings life to other people. But no, look at what scripture says. We like to quote this first line, but then a lot of us don't even know the next line that says, those who love to talk will reap the consequences. So you think when you speak about other people that you're just hurting other people. No, 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 no. Scripture says, those who love to talk, which is you, the speaker, 
You're going to reap those consequences. That when you speak gossip, when you're speaking not death over someone else, you're speaking death over yourself. Like there's some consequences that comes to that. You're not, you're not speaking death over that other person's uh, situation. No, you're speaking death over yourself and your purpose. And listen, God has called you to do way too much than to just sit around and gossip about other people. He's called you to be, uh, literally, Scripture says things like this, that he's called you to change the world. He's called you to bring the gospel to all nations. He's called you, to, listen, when you follow God and when you trust him with his purpose, the purpose that he's given you in your life, he will put you in places that you don't belong, everybody. Listen, and I know that because I'm a 24-year-old pastor right now speaking to you. He's put me in places that I don't belong, everybody. He, he's going to elevate you to places like he's going to, he will help you flourish. But if you carry the weight of gossip, it's going to hold you back. And I'm just telling you, like when, when we gossip, the reality is, is that it's, it's not hurting that other person as much as it's actually just hurting you. And so if you're the speaker of it, man, think about, think about what you're saying. Because you're not hurting the other person. You're hurting yourself. And I just think it's time to get rid of that. Because I, 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 think, I think the purpose that God has for us is so much bigger. Like he's got so much more for us to do than to let gossip ruin it. Than for us to have time to go around and gossip about other people. So who does gossip hurt? Gossip hurts the speaker Here's number two. If you're taking notes with us, gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. It also hurts the person that it's spoken about. You know, gossip can ruin reputations. Gossip can ruin relationships. Gossip can ruin a marriage. It ruins things. It hurts things. Look at what Proverbs chapter 16 Proverbs 16, 28 says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. What does gossip do? It separates, it divides, it creates bitterness, it creates smallness, it develops insecurities. I mean, I really think that that's kind of where we are in our world today, everybody. That we've had so much gossip about everything that nobody knows the truth. And it has split us up. It's divided us. And everybody's so one-sided. It's because gossip separates. It hurts. But not only that, I want to show you ultimately what gossip does. is not, not only does it hurt and separate, but it destroys God's temple. It destroys God's temple. I want to show you this today. In fact, I just want to ask you this question. Any of you ever grow up, did any of you just grow up in like an old school type church? Just raise your hand. You grew up in like an old school, like you got dressed up every Sunday. Like it was like, we're getting our best of the best. Like that's, that's what it was. And, uh, you know, like it was, maybe you've been to one of those churches. I've been, been to several churches in my life, everybody. And, and some of the churches you walk into, you know, they got like the ushers at the door. You know, they just kind of like look you over, right? They're like, they're just kind of like, they're judging you on the way. Hmm, okay. And uh, like, maybe we'll let him in, but not him. You know, like, and they're in, like, maybe you got a piece of gum in your mouth or something. Like, spit that gum out. You know, like, you know, it's just, y'all, some of y'all, you walk in here with coffee and snacks and all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's great. 
But, you know, back in the day, that wasn't, you know, it was, <laughs> you, you get sniped before you walked in here with a coffee ever, you know, like, like that's <laughs> just people guarding the doors. Like, and, and there was this reverence, right, for the house of God, that, that when, when you come to church, when you, when you go to the house of the Lord, like, like you're going to wear your best, you're going to look your best, and you're going to bring your best every single Sunday, and there was just this honor towards the house of God, and and uh, but what we've kind of figured out, and that's all fine and dandy, and if you if if you like a church like that, then fine. I, I mean, I I love. It's not a bad thing to reverence God, but ultimately, the building is not the house of the Lord like we think it is. We like to think that, but the building isn't the house of God. Scripture says. That literally when we accept Christ, that we become the house of the Lord. That we, we are what God dwells in. In fact, let me show it to you in Scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, do, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Like, for some of you, you're going to like, op- like, your eyes are open to this right now. Like, man, my body is a, like, I'm the house of God. Yes, you are the house of, like, Listen, there's nothing special about this place at all. If you haven't figured that out yet, like, like this is just a hundred and something year old building that we're in today. Like this is, there's nothing special or holy about this place. You know, we like, to, we like to think so, but there's really not. No, it's our bodies. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, what are we to do? We're, we're to honor God with our bodies. And can I tell you, when you gossip about someone else, you know what you're doing? You're literally damaging God's property. Like, like I don't, I don't want to be a person who damages the house of God. And so our call as Christians is to speak life to people. You know why? Because I know that either A, that person is also a house of God, just like I am, or B, they're a potential house of God. Like, like one day, they can be that person. And so as, as Christians, as Christ followers, we're called to speak life into their life. Where gossip would tear people apart, our job is to build people up. Our job is to encourage them. Our job is to speak life. In fact, that's our hope. When you walk into this place every Sunday, when you encounter somebody from our church, I hope that you encounter someone who can speak life into your life and hope and healing and freedom and people that can just begin to build you up and call some things out of you and say, you are not what the world says you are. No, you are the the house of the Lord, everybody. And sometimes, sometimes people say, well, well, I, you know, I, it, it's not gossip when it's the truth. I just, I just want to speak the truth to you. Remember, Sha- Sally's wearing those short shorts. You know, she, she's got the issues. Like she's, she's making bad decisions. L- listen, maybe if, if that's what you see, or may, maybe if that really is the truth and your, your pastor, this is the truth, you know, maybe if it really is the truth, I'm just convinced that maybe you've been exposed to that problem on purpose. Like, like maybe God has called you to expose you to that problem so that you can be the answer to the problem. Like, you ever realize that, like, God doesn't just show you a problem to just expose that problem to everyone else. 
Like sometimes God puts you in the right place at the right time, not to expose it to everybody else, but to be the solution to that problem. And so I, I, I don't know what it is for you, but, but maybe if you've been walking with someone who's been going through a lot of stuff, like maybe God has called you to be there so that you can be the answer for it and not the person to just spread trash around about it. Like he's called you to help be the answer. Listen, it is not our job to spread other people's trash. Your job as a Christ follower is, hey, what can we do to help fix this issue? How can we figure this out? How can we bring some light into this situation? How can we stand alongside of you? And how can we help you be strong in the Lord? And how can we help you find your purpose so that you can live in a different way? Like, how, how can we help? That's what we're called to do. But the problem is, is we continue to live this life of gossip and bringing people down. And when we do that, we're literally destroying God's temple. In fact, I heard a preacher say this one time. He said, he said, well, you can build a liquor store on every side of the church. And he said, and that, that wouldn't be not near as a threat as what gossip can do inside your church. And he's like, you, you, can, you can do all these different... But gossip can destroy a church. Gossip can tear a church apart. And can I just can I take it a step farther? And by the way, for those of you who are new here, I don't think we I don't think our church has struggles with gossip. I'm not preaching this message after somebody. A lot of pastors they kind of preach a message after somebody or like you know I heard that there's some gossip in the church. That's not this is just scheduled. Everybody saw. I'm not mad at our church. <laughs> just by the way, I'm not calling anybody out today. <laughs> That's not the heart. The heart of this message is just to bring you God's truth. And you know we're not calling anybody. In fact, I think our church is kind of stellar at this. I don't. I, at least I like to think that we don't like to gossip a lot about anybody. Anyway, so, <laughs> side note. Because this message could be like, man, he's really calling somebody out in the church. Not doing that. Not doing that. But, but the, this pastor said, yeah, gossip can tear a church apart. But I want to take it a step farther and tell you that not only can gossip tear your church apart or an organization or whatever apart, but gossip will tear your life apart. It can literally tear your life apart. In fact, um, I heard this story um, of this guy. He was new coming to church and... Uh, and he, he drove this very recognizable car. Was, he had a really cool, like, hot rod car. And it was, like, bumblebee yellow. So, like, it was a very recognizable car. And so anywhere the guy went, everybody knew, oh, I saw that guy at church. You know, he was at church. And anyway, so he was, he, everybody knew what his car looked like. And, and one day, so as the story goes, he pulled up to the liquor store. And, uh, of course, his car is very recognizable. And so... Uh, this, this this little lady in the church drove by and, and knew who that was. And later on, this guy, he started to get involved in the church and and wanted to serve. And at their church, you had to fill out a little form. And, and then the, the board of elders had to look at it and to approve you. And, and they so they approve and disapprove people. And so when it got to his card at the meeting, this little lady who was there, she said, Yeah, I saw that guy. And I saw him at the liquor store the other day. And all of a sudden, I, the, they're like, what? You, you really did? And, and, you know, and so anyway, out of that meeting, they turned down his request to serve and to volunteer. And they said, no, you, you, can't, you can't serve here. And the guy asked, he's like, well, well, why can't I serve? And he said, 
Well, it's because Miss So-and-so saw your car at the liquor store. And uh, he, was, he was upset and kind of aggravated. And so later that evening, he took his very recognizable car and he parked it at Miss So-and-so's house. <laughs> Locked it up and left it there all night long. And guess who heard the gossip about it the next day? Miss <laughs> So-and-so kind of got bit in the butt by that. And what I'm, what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to show you is that gossip will end up coming back and it'll end up biting you in the tail, everybody. Like if, if, if you're not careful, it will bite you in the tail. And when someone is gossiping to you, more than likely one day, they're going to gossip about you, everybody. Like, like you will be the hurt one one day. So like just don't allow people to gossip. Like don't allow people to gossip to you anymore, even though sometimes it can be very tempting. It's like, ah, I want to know what's going on. Just don't allow it. And, and uh, in fact, you know, when we first started this church, I always thought it was interesting. Uh, there's, you know, as a church, you get a lot of interesting people come in and out, right? And so there's just a lot of interesting people. I have a lot of meetings during the week and meet with people and, and whatever. And, 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 and uh, one guy came in and he's like, well, this is what my old pastor did. And his, this is how he was and yada, yada, yada. And in the middle of that conversation, in fact, the first time I'm enjoying it, I'm like, huh, this is very interesting. You know, I don't want to do this and blah, blah, blah. And wow, that guy's really silly. And, you know, whatever, that old pastor, wow, I can't believe he would have done that. And then in the middle of that, I thought, wait, one day he's going to say the same stuff about me. You know, like, <laughs> and all of a sudden I just kind of got afraid. I'm like, oh, wait just a minute, because like, I don't want to be the pastor on the other side of that story one day. And anyway, I'm just, I, I'm just trying to tell you that one day it can come back and it, it can come back and bite you and gossip hurts. And listen, our job description is not to talk about other people. Our job description is to build people up. That's who we are as Christ followers. Here's the third one. Here's the final one for you note takers. It's this, is that gossip hurts the listener. Gossip hurts the listener. And you know, you might think, well, well, even if I don't gossip, it still hurts me. Well, yeah, if you allow it to happen, it can still hurt you. You know, when, even, even if I don't gossip, even if I allow that to happen in my life, unfortunately, I'm just as guilty as the person who's gossiping because I'm allowing this to happen. In fact, look at what Proverbs 17, it says this. It says, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip and liars pay close attention to slander. And you say, well, 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 but I just can't stop them. I just can't stop them. They called me and they just wanted to tell me about this. And they just insist that I know. Listen, I, and, and this, is, this is some very practical things. If you want to stop gossip, some of you, you're, you're never, <laughs> some of you, you're not going to be uh, brave enough to do this because you'd like to hear it too much. But I'd encourage you, if you want to, if you want to stop the gossip in your life, uh, I've I read a blog about this, this guy said, Here's how to stop gossip in one question. Here's the one question if you want to write this down. Here's what you ask when somebody's, when somebody's gossiping to you. Just ask this. Why are you telling me this? Why are you telling me? And, and if that question feels a little too like, oh, I don't want to lose a friend here, <laughs> you know, like, uh, then, then ask this. Ask, have you spoken with so-and-so about this? 
Have you spoken with the person that you're talking about? Have you spoken with them about this? And I've, I've read a blog about how he said that that's, that's really how you can just shut it down right away. It's just, hey, why are you telling me? Or have you, have you talked to them about it? Here's what Matthew 18, 15 says this. If another believer sins against you, what are we supposed to do? Oh, well, we're supposed to go and tell all of our friends and the entire community and make sure that everybody knows not to trust them. No, that's not what it says. It says go privately and point out the offense. And if the other person listens and confesses it, then you've literally won them back to you. Like, I, I'm sorry that I may have said some wrong things to you, or like, but I'm sorry I may have wronged you, or maybe I know this about you. But listen, I'm going to go privately to you, and we're going to talk this out. And man, if they listen, you've won them back, everybody. In fact, let me just, I, I wanted to end by just giving you this one very practical thing to do. In fact, I think this, this is the reason that you should not gossip. It's simply this. You don't know the entire story. You just don't know. You don't know what's going on. You're never going to know the full story. And you know, oftentimes when we gossip about people without knowing their full story, here's what happens. We see the negatives in their life, but we don't know what they're dealing with behind the scenes. We don't know where they came from. We don't know what they're walking through. We don't know any of it. We don't know their full story. In fact, there's a story in scripture that I think really illustrates this beautifully. There's a story about Jesus eating with a guy named Matthew. Matthew, if you don't know anything about Matthew, Matthew was a tax collector. And there's a story about Jesus sitting down to eat dinner at Matthew's house with a bunch of sinners around him. He was eating dinner with a bunch of sinners. It was dinner at Matthew's house. And the Pharisees, these religious guys, they came around and they literally asked this question in scripture. They said, why does he eat with sinners? You know what the Pharisees were doing? <laughs> they were stirring some gossip, right? Well, who is this Jesus? Why does he eat with sinners? And you know, I think it's interesting because from the outside, the Pharisees, all they saw was this Matthew guy and this table full of sinners and these people who were just horrible to society. And so they're aggravated. And so they're stirring the gossip. Why does he eat with these sinners? But you know what they didn't know? <laughs> they didn't know the full story. They didn't know what was actually happening in Matthew's life. They didn't know that before that, before that even came along, Jesus called Matthew out of what he was doing and he said, Matthew, leave everything that you have and come and follow me. They had no idea the backstory, the, what was happening in Matthew's life, that Matthew literally had left everything to follow this man. But they didn't know that. And quite frankly, they didn't care because all they wanted to do was to gossip about them. And I love Jesus's response. 
Jesus, he doesn't even have to explain himself. Jesus just literally says, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but it's the sick. And he's like, that's why I'm here. Yeah, you don't, Jesus essentially is like, you don't know the entire story. You don't know what God is gonna do in Matthew's life. You don't know where he came from. You don't know the whole story. What gives you any right to gossip about it? Listen, can I just tell you, like, I'm so glad that Jesus didn't judge Matthew based off the gossip that he heard about him. Like, I'm so glad Jesus didn't just go around and listen to, well, this man's cheated people out of all this money. He's the worst sinner in the county. Like, I'm so glad that he didn't do that because he called somebody who, who, who was worthy of, who, who was willing to give up his entire life to serve him. You know, on the same hand, I'm, I'm glad that no one judged me based off the gossip that they heard about me. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that you could hear about me. Even just the fact that when we started this church, we 20 years old. I mean, right, right there is enough gossip to be like, what 20-year-old thinks that he can start a church? And, you know, like... I'm so glad that there were people in our church who took the time to hear the full story, who took the time to learn about the background. I'm so glad that they heard the whole story before they just made a decision just hearing about me. Like, I'm so glad. Like, I'm here today because people took time to hear the full story. And can I tell you even a, even a, a step above that? I'm so glad that Jesus took time to hear my full story. Like, not just listening to the gossip of my accuser. Like, I'm so glad that God is willing to hear both sides of the story. That he's not willing just to listen to what Satan is throwing up to him right now. Well, that Noah's a failure in this area. And that Noah's addicted to this. Or Noah does this. Or Noah does that. I'm so glad that he doesn't just listen to my accuser all day long. I'm so glad that he doesn't just listen to, my, to the person who's gossiping about me all day long. I'm so glad that he's heard my whole story. And I think you ought to be too. Because we're not perfect but man, I'm so glad. I mean, I think you just ought to be thankful that God is gonna take the time one day to hear both sides of the story. And that, yeah, even though you've fallen short, and maybe you've fallen short in many areas, but listen, it's not just about that. He's not just gonna listen to what Satan has to say about you. He's not just gonna listen to the lies and the gossip that your accuser has to say about you. Instead, he's gonna take the time to listen to your story. I'm thankful that he does that. And you know, if my God does that for me, then who am I to judge anyone else around me? Then who am I not to take the time to hear the full story? Like, listen, maybe, maybe for you, you've, you've got some, we've all got people in our life who we, maybe we just, we just don't like them. And maybe they're just mean, you know, like they're, they're just the meanest person you've ever met. Or, or maybe your boss is just nasty. I don't know what it is, but... Can I just tell you today, you don't know the full story. You don't know their story. You don't know what they're walking through. In fact, let me just show you this. The last point for you to write down this is that gossip claims, when we gossip about other people, it says, well, I'm the strong one because they're weak. But look, 
The gospel and what scripture teaches us is exactly the opposite. The gospel literally proclaims that I am weak because my God is strong. And so we lean on him. And listen, yeah, other people may be mean and nasty to us, but listen, you don't know what they've walked through. And I'm not just saying that as an excuse for what they do. I'm not giving, I'm not giving them excuses for why they act the way that they act. That's not the right thing to do. But sometimes I just want you to recognize that our sin is a result from our brokenness and the brokenness that we've experienced in the past. And listen, and we gossip about people without knowing their full story. And can I just encourage you today, like church, I want to be the church that hears the full story about people. I want to be the church that no matter what you've done, no matter what your background is, that when you walk in here, it's a fresh start, everybody. Like, I don't care if, if, if we've known you since you're a baby or whatever. Like, like, every time that you walk in here, you get a fresh slate. Like, you're completely clean because that's what Jesus calls us to do. Like, like, like yeah, I know that you might be acting this way right now, but we can pray for you. And listen, and we're, gonna, we're not going to speak death into your life. I'm not going to spread your trash to everyone else. I'm going to spread good things about you. I want to speak life over you. And yeah, maybe that's not the natural thing. You know, sometimes it's not the natural thing that we want to do. Sometimes we want to listen to that gossip. But listen, I'm not going to play into that. I think as a church, we're not going to play into that. It's not the natural thing to do, but it's the spiritual thing to do. To decide that, hey, your sins are wiped clean. I'm not going to listen to the gossip about you. Listen, we're called to look different than this world. And can I just tell you, as people of purpose today, we don't have time to gossip. We don't have time to gossip about you. We've got way too much to do. We've got way too many people to reach. We've got way too many people to save. We, I, we've got purpose to give to people. Like, like that's what we're called to do. And nothing is going to distract us from the call of God in our life. And can I just encourage you, like, like when you get rid of gossip, no longer are you carrying the trash of other people. Listen, you can't hardly carry your own trash by yourself. <laughs> and so it's time to, time to drop the trash of other people and decide, you know what, I'm going to walk in purpose. And I'm going to walk in freedom. And I'm going to walk with a call of God on my life. And I'm telling you, if you become a life speaker, when you speak life to other people, life's going to come back to you. I promise you, I promise you that. Can I pray for you today? Lord, we just thank you. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in our church. God, I just thank you that you've been so good to us. Father, today, I just pray that we would just be a people who don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Lord, I pray that you would just, you would tune our heart to just listen to you and accept the words of life that you're speaking into our life. That Lord, you've called every single one of us here on purpose. Lord, that you have a purpose for us. And so Lord, I just pray that you would continue to reveal that to every person in this room. And Lord, every time that we're tempted to gossip, Lord, remind us that we have enough of our own trash to worry about. <laughs> Lord, that we don't have, <laughs> we can't handle anymore in our life. And so, Lord, even when it doesn't feel natural, Lord, help us, help us to ask the right questions. Lord, help us, 
help us just to shut that gossip down in our life. Lord, we have too much to do. Lord, there's too much. You've called us. You've called us to do so much more. And Lord, we, we proclaim today that we will not tear down your temple. Lord, we will not tear down your house. But Lord, instead, we'll build people up. Lord, you've called us to be hope into their lives. And Lord, we trust you with that calling. And we say we love you. And Father, today we repent of any gossip that's in our heart this morning. Father, we say we're sorry. Lord, would you make us clean? You're the only God who can. You're the only God who can cleanse us. And so, Lord, we just ask that, Lord, we, we, we're, we're sorry for what we've done. We're sorry for the gossip that we've spread. Lord, we just pray that you would just create in us a new heart. Lord, revive us yet again. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Hey, with your heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're in this room and you said, I've, I've never, never given over my life to Jesus, can I tell you that Jesus, not only did he call Matthew to be his disciple, not only did he eat with sinners like you and me, but he died for them as well. The Bible says that he died on a cross for your sins. And that three days later, he was resurrected and he defeated our accuser, the devil. And now he sits at the right hand of God. And as the devil is trying to speak gossip about you to God, the Bible says that Jesus is at the right hand of God. And he's literally in God's ear about you today. And that the scripture says, literally, that's what it means. That when it says that Jesus is our intercessor to God, like that's, he's speaking to God about you right now. And some of you, you're right here on the edge. And you recognize that maybe you've had a broken life. But can I tell you, Jesus can enter into your life and he can begin healing you and setting you free and giving you a new purpose. And I'm telling you, you're just one decision away from that today. In fact, if that's you in this room, we're going to pray a prayer together. Man, when you pray this, the God that we've talked about today, this Jesus will enter into your heart, send his Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. Man, you'll become a new creation, scripture says. So if that's you in this room, let's pray a prayer together. In fact, hey, before we pray this prayer, would you just lift your hand? Would you just let me know that, hey, on the count of three, would you lift your hand and just, just say, hey, Pastor Noah, that's me. I want you to pray for me today. Ready? One, two, three. Hands lifted all over this room. Thank you. You put your hands down. Church, because we believe in it, let's all repeat this. Say this with me. Say, dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. But I believe that you raised him from the dead. Jesus, I make you my Lord. I give you my life. I repent for everything that I've done. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. And thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Would you give it up for all the people who prayed that prayer?